There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's say our faith confession together. It's right there at the base of the screen. Let's go. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, do what you do when you do how you do when you do when you do it because you do it so well. Customize, tailor, make this word for us, your people, that we'd move in what you've ordained. In Jesus' name, say, Lord, I'm ready to receive. Say it like a big army. Say, speak, Lord. I need to hear. In Jesus' name. I want to jump right into this word tonight. In Sunday, which is week five of our series, Harvest of the Movies, we use the 1997 classic movie, Soul Food. And now I don't know about you, but that meal on Sunday. Can we just pause for the cause and thank God for our brunch team who did an amazing job. It was sold out before the first experience even started. Okay, back to the message. And I asked you this question. What are you feeding your soul? Because you and I are spirits. That's our subconscious mind. We live in physical bodies and we have a soul. That's our conscious mind, our thoughts, will, and emotions. And what you feed your soul is showing up in how you talk and how you walk. If you want to know what a person's thinking, look at how they talk. Stop giving people benefit of the doubt. Just believe what they did. You just missed what I just said. A lot of times in life we're talking about I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt or, or I don't know what's in their heart. I know what's in their heart because look at what they did with their hands. I know what's in somebody's mind. Look at what they did with their movement. So our soul, that's our mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. What is in our soul, it shows up in how we talk and how we walk. That's why Jesus even says things like this. It's not what goes into a man that defiles him. It's what comes out of that man that defiles him. In other words, it doesn't matter what happens to you. What really matters is how you handle it. And I need you to know you're sitting next to somebody that has handled a lot of bad stuff well. You need to know you ain't sitting next to no punk. You sit next to somebody that's a gladiator. When I say punk, that means somebody that can't fight. You sit next to somebody that's been the hell and back and they bounce back. You sit next to somebody that should have lost their mind a long time ago. You sit next to somebody that should be a statistic instead they're beating statistics. I need you to know you ain't sitting next to some regular somebody. Would you slap them a high five and say, go with your past self. You sit next to somebody that if you knew half their story, you'd be saying, how in the world are you still standing? How in the 
treated you like that? How can you still love people after your daddy treated you like that? How can you still... You ain't sitting next to just some regular somebody. So we looked at this, y'all. Watch this. What's in your soul shows up in how you walk, and it shows up in how you talk. And David, we looked at Psalm 143. He writes this penitential psalm after he's allowed his soul to cause him to act out. Here's what's amazing about David. David beat a lot, but then David got to a place, watch me, where his soul got out of check. Hear me. David had beat Goliath. David had beat rejection. David had beat abandonment. But David didn't know how to keep his soul in check. And whenever you do not know how to keep your soul in check, you'll end up walking where you don't need to walk. Walking how you shouldn't walk. And talking in a way that ends up cursing yourself. Say, Lord, check my soul. So we look at penitential. It means it means it means it's like it's 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 like it's like one of them old school love songs. I done done wrong, but take me back. Now I know today's music doesn't even do that, because today's music says I did wrong, and if you don't want me, it's a hot girl summer, so I'll just. There's a spirit in the land. Google it. Touch your name and say, learn to apologize. apologize. You're not weak because you apologize. That's strength. Some of you, watch this. The reason that you lost so much is because you're too arrogant and too prideful. You don't know how to say, I apologize. A miracle happens when you learn to apologize. David was a lying, two-timing, cheating, whoremongling guy but he knew how to repent. So what does God call him? A man after my own heart. Which means God says, I know he's made mistakes like we all have. He says, but David knows how to say, I apologize. No, not I'm sorry. Stop saying I'm sorry because when you're sorry, your confession is you sorry. Touch your neighbor say, don't say that. No, no, I apologize. I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. No, I apologize. God says, I like David, because David will tear everything up and then come back and say, against you, you only for that, but for that, I did it against her, and for that, I did it against him, and for that, I did it against him. See, the reason some folk never, ever see major breakthrough in their life, the reason some folk have been, watch this, hearing about manifestation and ain't seen it yet, is because their arrogance is in the way. Their pride is in the way. So David says, I ain't let my pride get in the way. So David wrote God a song. He wrote him this song, which is actually a prayer in Psalm 143. And in Psalm 143 and 3, he says, the enemy has pursued my soul. He crushed my life to the ground. And he has made me to sit in darkness like those long dead. In verse 4, he says, therefore, my spirit faints within me. My heart is appalled. He says, I am appalled at how I've acted and I'm appalled at what happened to me. He says, watch this. And what's appalling about it is that what happened to me wasn't that bad. I just chose to make it a big deal. I pray you stop blowing stuff up. Somebody say, it ain't that big of a deal. You mad because they didn't speak to you. Baby, listen, they constipated. They ain't speaking to nobody. They just got a bad attitude. Stop letting temporary people mess up permanent plans. 
Verse 5. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you've done. I ponder the work of your hands. So David's like, I got these soul issues. And these soul issues, they got me feeling like I've been crushed. They got me sitting in the darkness. So I'm confused and I feel long dead, like I'm alone. And he says, I'm appalled at how I've handled it. So David says, so here's how I got to start fixing it. He, he says, uh, I'm, I started telling my testimony to myself. Because the reason my soul is so crazy right now is because I forgot who I am. And whenever you forget who you are, watch me, it affects what you do. See, when you forget that you're a gladiator, you'll be mad you got to fight. When you forget that you're a king, you'll be mad you got to deal with Goliath where everybody else gets to deal with little problems. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? Listen, listen, little problems ain't messed with you for the last couple of decades. Why? Because you beat a giant years ago, and so now the word on the street about you is that you're a giant killer. So you call the other giants out to mess with you. So you ain't dealt with regular people problems since you were 16. Look at verse 6. I stretch my hands out to you. Say worship. He, he says, I got this soul issue. So here's how he starts fixing it. He says, I tell my testimony to myself. Say, I am a testimony. Am a testimony. Then he says, then I got to worship. He says, because the reason my soul is messed up is because, watch what he's saying on the coup. He's saying, I'm in idolatry. And the idol I'm worshiping is myself. He says, the reason that this problem seems so intense is because I have actually turned worship from you. And I've started worshiping me. How I feel, what I want, what I think it should be. It's amazing how many people have opinions but no productivity. It's amazing how many people have opinions but no fruit. David says, I got all of this stuff I'm saying. He says, but the reason I think this way is because I need to worship. So he says, I stretch my hands. Say, Lord, I stretch my hands. There's two Hebrew words, yada toda, which means one means to give God something. The other means to receive something from the Lord. See, when we lift our hands, we're not just doing that just because it's cool for video. It is an exchange. It's like going to the bank. You give them a check, they give you a receipt. Or you give them a withdrawal slip and they give you some do-re-mi. So when we worship, watch me. This is why you got to not sit and sit back on worship. I watched this today from the worship. And just if you don't see me out here, don't think I'm not worshiping. I'm, I'm worshiping. I'm just getting some more download. But watch me. What happens is, is that if you just sit back and sleep on the worship and watch it like you're watching a show. What happens is what you were supposed to exchange in here and give to God, you're going to leave with. Y'all not talking to me. And I need you to stop coming in here and leaving with the same hell that you walked in here with because you wouldn't lift your hands. I need you to lift your hands and say, Lord, I give it to you. When I come in here, I'm coming to the bank to make an exchange. Take my problems. I need a promise. Take my issues. I need Emmanuel. Take my drama and show me how to beat it. And then you accuse God of not working. God says, no, it's not that I didn't work. You kept your stuff in your hands. I'm not saying nothing. It's not that praise didn't work. You kept your stuff in your hands. Can we take five seconds to just lift our hands and worship God? Go, go, go. Open up your mouth and worship. Go. Come on, Wednesday. God, we honor you. God, we magnify you. God, we give you the glory. Say yes, Lord. Watch me. He says, I stretch my hands to you. 
He said, he said, the reason my soul sucks right now. Sucks is a Hebrew word for ain't got its act together. It's because what I'm supposed to give you in worship, I kept. Which means what you wanted to give me, you kept. Which is why some of you, you got to stop letting your stress play you. You got to stop letting, watch this, people play you and pull you because they got a little attitude. You better learn how to say, ah, come back in here. You better fix that little attitude and don't ever come in here like that again. Why? Because I don't have time for you to bring that mess in my atmosphere because I got too much to do. He says, I stretch my hands. I give you what I can't do nothing with. And then you give me what I couldn't get. I exchange my problems for a promise. He says, I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you. My mind thirsts for you. You've been Googling it and still can't figure it out. Because you're trying to do it in a good way, not a God way. I rebuke your good ideas. Your good ideas aren't necessarily God ideas. You can do a lot of good and still miss God. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, it's God's time to show up. You've shown what you can do. Now let God step in and take over and do what you My mind, my thoughts, he says, I, I'm not even thinking right. My will. He says, I know my will is to go to comfort. This is why you have your inner quits. Because your soul is going for comfort. And so the thought is, if I eliminate this, I'll feel better, not realizing you'll still be there. And emotions. He says, my emotions, I'm getting emotional. He says, like a parched land. He said, I'm hungry as a hostage. I need you like a fish need. I'm so glad y'all got that. I was so concerned. Watch. Watch. He says, I'm thirsty and I'm hungry. And you know what he probably had to do too? Just can we keep it real? He probably had to use the bathroom too. Bishop, why do you say that? Um. He's a man. I'm a man. When you're hungry and you're thirsty, you don't really want to be bothered with nothing. You'll sit there. Okay, y'all want to sit? Okay, okay. All right, okay. All right, all right. Gotcha. All right. Look at verse 10. Teach me how to do your will. For you are my God. Tell him he's your God. See, because he thinks that you still think your job is. He thinks that you think that relationship is. Some of you wonder why you stay single because you make a God out of who you date. Y'all ain't talking to me. Some of you wonder why you can't find nobody. God says because you made a God out of him. You stop coming to church for that. Okay, you stop worshiping me for them. You made a God out of them. So I need you to tell me I'm your God. Can you throw one hand up and say, Lord, you are my God. <laughs> You made a God out of that position. You made a God out of that child. You made a God out of that. And God says, I need you to tell me who your God is. 
You made a God out of how they made you feel. So I need you to tell me that I'm your source. That's what God means. Why would he tell him that? See, it's the same reason, ladies, make some noise. It's the same reason ladies like to know. Y'all need to hear 50 times. I love you. I love you. I love you. Heart. Yellow face with hard eyes. <laughs> So what changed from two minutes ago? I'm just trying to figure out. It, watch me. It makes you feel secure. And it's not that God is insecure. It's that he realizes we sometimes are insecure about who he is to us. Tell him again. Say, you are my God. All right, let your good spirit lead me on the ground. Verse 11, for your namesake, O Lord, preserve my life in your righteousness. Bring my what? Soul out of trouble. Trouble, trouble. What's in trouble? His soul. He's not. His soul is. Much of what you think you're going through, you're not. You ever somebody always talking about the devil is busy? Next time they say that, say you a lie. Tell them. Tell them just like that. Say you a lie. Say, Let me tell you how I know you're lying. He's not omnipresent. How do you know that? Job chapter 1. The Lord says, where you been? Walking to and fro on the earth. That means he's not everywhere at the same time. So ain't no way he messing with you and her at the same time. And since we're talking about it, can we think about things from a global scale? Out of all the things the devil could be doing in the world, he really messing with you and your cereal? He really attacking you and your kids? Really, out of all the things in the world to do, he came to your house. What are you saying, Bishop? Now, that's not to say spiritual attacks don't happen. Here's the principle. He said, watch this. He says, my soul is in trouble. I think I'm in a problem I'm not in. I think I've been rejected and I haven't. For the first time, I was actually accepted. But because I don't know what real love looks like, I'm searching for what I got. I'm about to preach in a minute. I feel a preach coming. I told you I had to get to this word. Can we say what David said? Say, bring me out of trouble. And, and say this. Say, it's my soul that needs it. Look at verse 12. And in your steadfast love, steadfast, consistent. I love it that he's consistent. Because have you ever had a moment of inconsistency and then popped out of your inconsistency and was reminded of his consistency? You ever complained and acted a fool and then 10 minutes later be like, Lord, I... And when he could have pushed you away, he pulled you closer. Ooh, would you just touch somebody next to you? Say, he's pulling you closer tonight. He's yeah, he's pulling you closer. He ain't pushing you away. He's pulling you closer. He's not rejecting you. He's pulling you closer. He's not giving up on you. He's pulling you closer. So David's soul was hungry. He needed some food. And in verse 12, he says, in your steadfast love, you'll cut off my enemies. And you will destroy the adversaries of my what? Soul. David's soul needed some food. And since you are what you eat, here's what you should feed your soul. You ready? Number one, your enemies. I need you to change how you, what's an enemy, Bishop? Anything to oppose you for progress. So if I'm walking this way, this is in my way, this is my enemy. 
Here's what's amazing. If I'm walking this way, this is my companion. Come here. Come here. Come here. You need to learn how to recognize when people around you have switched. Y'all ain't talking. See, if I'm going this way, this is a companion to me. But if I'm going this way, this is an enemy to me. You need to recognize that sometimes people listen to me Wednesday. I'm going to help you figure out why they've been acting that way. It's because, watch this, when you're doing your own thing, they're a companion with you. But when you start doing God's thing, they might be the enemy that's trying to block you. And I need you to learn how to recognize once Judas has jumped ship. I need you to recognize how Judas has jumped teams. I need you to recognize when people ain't for you no more. And don't be mad. Just say, you know what? It was what it was. But right now, it is what it is. And I got to keep it moving. Numbers 14 and 9. You ready? God, I'm about to preach in a minute. Numbers 14, 9. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land. Please read the next part. Mm-mm-mm, there's an army. Read the next part. Ready, read. Stop. They said, y'all hungry? They said, you need to eat and your soul needs some nourishment. He says, I tell you what you need to do. You need to look at what's in your way. And you need to use that as fuel. He said, oh, you said I can't get it done? Watch me do it. You said I ain't going to be able to do it in Denver? Watch me do it. You said I ain't going to break that curse? Watch me do it. I need you to throw your hands up and say, watch me do it. He says, they are bread for us. Their protection, this is about to shout me, is removed from them. The moment somebody decides to be an enemy to what God is doing, God says, well, I'm going to move your protection. Y'all remember uh, on like sci-fi movies and stuff, how they have shields? And then, and then they say, if we can take the shields down, oh, let's go Independence Day. All right, y'all remember Independence Day, big old spaceship, had shields on. And so they said, we got to get the shields to come off. Because we, if we can get the shields to come off, watch this. Everything we were doing before wasn't working. It was bouncing off. We were using a lot of energy, and it wasn't working. It was bouncing off. He says, but watch this. If we can get the shields to come down, if we shoot something, it's going to make an impact. Look at me. The lo- you better hear me. The Lord has removed the protection from your enemies. Same for everybody. I'm prophesying to somebody. Which means, watch this. You maybe didn't have impact when you prayed about it last month. But if you'll change how you look at that thing tonight, anything in front of you, God says, shoot one more time. Try one more time. If you you try this time, I need you to know you're going to win. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Say, he's with us. Harvest, he's with us. Harvest, he's with us. Harvest, he's with us. You need to look at somebody next to you and say, he's with our road. That's who he's with. Do not fear them. What's the first thing you need to eat? Your enemies. So tomorrow when you have a challenge, shut up. Don't be offended. 
I just want to say it strong so you remember that when you go home. Don't be offended. All right? But tomorrow when you have a challenge, look at it and say, hmm. Hold on, let me get the seal on the outside. Hold up, hold up. Oh, let me have my, let me have my chalice. Shamon. You must have filled it to the top, huh? Okay. Watch right, me. I'm finna eat good. Oh, you said what? Oh, oh okay. You said what? What now? Oh, you think? Oh. Oh, that's, oh. Yeah, it's dining time. When you get frustrated at work tomorrow, some of y'all get frustrated about stuff you say you want to be a boss. See, if you can't handle small things, you'll never be trusted with big things. You're talking about you want to be a CEO. Let's start with being a good employee. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm going to eat tomorrow. Get you a good bib. But you had challenges in your family, instead of breaking down and calling people who can't fix it. You said, what, uh, you kid, what the kids say? Uh, wait a minute, we about to eat. When you have one of them moments where you're like, if one I'm so tired of these snakes on this plane. Don't trip. Pull out that plate. And people can be like, why are you so calm? I'm about to eat. You ain't finna disturb my meal. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm gonna eat good. Here's number two. Here's what we need to eat. Number two, the word. Right, this is why we come to church, guys, to get the word. Listen to me, you don't come here to make friends. It's a whole lot of giggity, giggity, and all that, and that's nice. But hear me, hear me, church, this, that's not the primary reason we come to church. That's cool if that happens. That's not why you come here. So people say, oh, well, you know how they make friends. This is not about making friends. That's quiet in the church. You don't have to like it, but it's right. You're not called to them. You are assigned to a voice. You're not assigned to the people on your role. You're assigned to a particular man of God. Jeremiah 23, 4. Jeremiah chapter 3. That speaks life into your life. Why is that important to know? Because you'll think you come here for another reason than what you're supposed to come here for. We come here for the word. And then me and you are cool. That's great. But that ain't what I come for though. Because then you'll have an issue with them. And watch this. It'll affect how you receive the word. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. Let's get down to verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who's he talking about? Jesus. So what is Jesus? He is everything God ever said would say in a body. So everywhere he walked, what was walking? The word. What walked on water? The word. You missed it. What healed blinded eyes? The word did. What part of the Red Sea? The Word did. 
No, you, you, you're sleeping on what you got. That, what you got in that Bible is the best thing you got going for you because it's the word. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is only the, uh, uh, is the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's skip down to John chapter 6, verse 35. So Jesus is the word, right? He's the word wrapped in a body. Okay? Um, he's the word wrapped in a body. Now, I want you to see this. Verse 35, chapter 6. Jesus said to them, I am. You see it? Go ahead and read it. Like a big old army. Ready? What is he? The word. So what is the word? The bread of life. Here's what you try to do sometimes. Here's what we all have tried to do. We do life. Then we go to the word. Instead, I get the word. Then I go do life. You got to reverse it. <laughs> See, Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. Which means if you're trying to figure out how to do life without me, you're going to do it hungry. You're going to always need a fix. He says, but if you get the word first, you're going to have what you need for life. Would you just tell him, say, Lord, I love your word. This is why in our app, you can listen to the whole Bible in a year. This is why every message is free on YouTube and Facebook and podcasts. Why? So that you can feast on the word all day, air day, 24-7. You have a smorgasbord. So you can never say, God, I need you to speak. Because let me tell you the response you're going to get. Instead of looking for a voice, look at a verse. Are you still here? All right, here's the third thing we should feed ourselves. I'm getting to these leeches. Doing the word. So not only is the word the bread of life, but Jesus says that it's even more when you do it. Because, like, we can know stuff but not do it. Like, do you, like, you know maybe you should not eat something or do something or talk to somebody, but you do it anyhow? All right, John 4.34. John 4.34. I'm about to preach in a minute. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and, watch this, and to accomplish his work. It's amazing to me how many people want to be better wives, better employees, better athletes, better husbands, better teachers, better business people. Before they want to be a better Christian. And so we're Googling stuff on how to build a family. And you ain't never not once said, Lord, well, how about you just make me a better man? Watch me. Jesus says, what I eat is to do what he said. So in other words, his word is his will. And his will is his word, so it feeds my soul to do what he said. Which means, when I do something he said to do, I feel better because I just ate. So when I forgive somebody that I really wanted not to, because I enjoyed the thought of being angry when I saw them. And when I say I, I talk about me, I talk about we. More specifically, somebody in your seat. 
That's all of us. We've been there. Watch this. I feel better because I ate. So when I forgive him and let it go, I'm like, you know, I feel good. I feel that I would. I feel nice. When I give faithfully, I feel good. Why? Because I did what you said. So watch this. Rather than going to Instagram to get likes to feel good, go on to Facebook to have fake friends comment on stuff. And I ain't against none of that. I'm just saying, a lot of times we're fed by what can't feed. So what feeds me is to do what he said. Would you just say, Lord, what feeds me is to do what you said. That's why, what did David say? Teach me how to do your will. Because if I learn how to do your will, I'll stop being hungry. Because when I do your will, which is your word, I'll feel full. Which means I can end the day saying, I know I did everything I could have done because I, I ate. Are you hear what I'm saying? It's got quiet right there. You hear what I'm saying? But here's this problem, though. Verse 12 out of Psalm 143. Because those are the three things we should eat. And in your steadfast love, you'll cut off my enemies, and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul, for I am your servant. I said this on Sunday. Choosing what you eat is choosing what you allow into your senses and your atmosphere. Because life is like a buffet. There's a lot on the menu, but you don't have to what? Eat everything that's set in front of you. Here's the problem, though. What happens when you're eating, but you're still hungry? What happens when you're eating, but you're still hungry? I said to you on Sunday, I'm about to turn this corner. I said to you on Sunday that there's something called malabsorption syndrome. Which is when the body can't absorb nutrients. Stop. It's not that it's unwilling to. It's that it can't. Which means I could sit down, have some good white bread, good whipped butter. Come on here. I could have a spread. Sit down. Eat. And feel like I haven't eaten. I can come to church. Get the word. Give. Serve. And still leave and let Thursday run you to the ground. How, how does this happen? You could come in here and be loving to everybody and be a devil to your family at home. You. you can shalom everybody in here and use some other S words in when you're driving on the highway. <laughs> can we tell the truth? Let's tell the truth, church. Don't look at me like you ain't. You don't know what I'm talking about. I didn't, I've seen some of y'all. I just didn't say nothing. I'm just playing. I have. And if you see me, pray for me. I'm just saying right now. I'm just saying pray because if they are in my way and I'm trying to get somewhere, listen, I ain't where I want to be, but I can thank God I ain't where I used to be. Praise him. <laughs> I'm just joking. Just joking. Gotta have fun in church. Here it is. Why did Judas sit around Jesus all day and receive from him and yet 
one conversation with who hated Jesus turned Judas against Jesus. Why was David a man after God's own heart, but he's saying, watch this, I'm thirsty and I'm hungry, but, but I know your word. I'm using your word to take Goliath down. I use your word to overcome rejection. I know your word. I know your will, but I'm acting in a way that doesn't make sense. Have we all been there or what? Paul said it like this. The right I want to do, I don't find myself doing. And everything wretched, raggedy, and messed up and jacked up that I don't want to do, I find myself doing. Oh, wretched man that I am. Could it be that you've got malabsorption syndrome? And out of all the reasons that people experience malabsorption syndrome, the one that stood out to me the most wasn't genetics. It wasn't a surgery where something happened in the digestive tract. What, ha what was interesting to me, and perhaps one of the most prevalent reasons people have this syndrome, is because they have a parasitic infection. You still here? Someone say parasites. There's a scripture in the Bible, Proverbs 30, they're going to put up on screen. And in Proverbs 30, it says this. It says, the leech, she has two daughters. Give. Oh, the way I like to say, give and give me some more. Three things are never satisfied. Four never say enough. We'll go ahead and go to the next verse for the sake of it. The next verse says this. Sheol, that's hell, or death, the barren womb, the land never satisfied with water, and a fire that never says enough. Look at me. What's he saying? He says, these things are never quenched. The land is always going to need more water. Hell is always going to welcome some more people. A barren womb is always going to want a child. Always going to want to birth something. But the first part of that verse, put it up, please. It says a leech has what? Give and give me some more. Would you say it with me? I got three minutes and I'm going to take my seat. But watch this. A leech in the scripture here is this word in Hebrew, aluqua. For my note takers, aluqua. <laughs> no. <laughs> A-L-U-Q-U-A-H. Watch me. It means a vampire-like demon. So when the Bible says, the leech, we finna go, has two daughters. Here's what it says. That this leech is in fact more than just the leech. The leech is a spirit that indicates how a person operates. Let me back it up. A leech has what? Two daughters. Give and what? Give me some more. It means a vampire-like demon. What's a vampire do? Suck your blood. What's the blood in scripture? Life. The word is the bread of life. Gonna come. Write down your row. Say, Lord, speak. Could it be that the reason sometimes you are fed, but the nutrients aren't being absorbed, what does that mean? You're not getting it. You're not seeing it. When you need to remember it, you don't. When you need to apply it, you don't. Could it be 
that there's some parasites that have attached themselves to you whose whole assignment in your life is to say, listen, go to church all you want. Watch the messages all you want. Praise all you want. Give him glory all you want because I'm sucking the blood of what you just received. Okay, okay, let me see. Let me, let me, let me work this point a little better. Can I work this point a little better? Here's what's amazing about a leech because how did Judas sit around Jesus and not get it? Because he had parasites. When did he get the parasites? When he went and had a conversation with those that hated Jesus. And they, watch this, we learned on Sunday, they introduced a thought to him that he ate. And that thought was laced with parasitic infection. Some conversations are designed to infect you. Because you had faith until you talked to them. You believed God was going to do it until you talked to them. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I need you to just say, I'm leech free for the rest of this year. Come on, say it again. Say, I'm parasite free for the rest of this year. Jesus sat in the, Judas sat in the presence of Jesus and still betrayed him, which made me feel good. Why would that make you feel good? Because sometimes you'll think something is wrong with you when people betray you. There was nothing wrong with Jesus, and he still got betrayed. Some of you need to stop thinking that you did something wrong just because people couldn't see what you were. I'm getting ready to go to where I'm going. You ready? It's a vampire-like demon, which means it's a spirit. It's an evil spirit, which means it's evil means against you, which means it's an enemy. So now we know what David was talking about. Deliver me from the leeches. The adversaries of my soul, the enemies of my soul. He said, and the enemies of my soul, here's what's deep about it, is that a leech, watch this, and a parasite, a leech itself attaches from the exterior, but you don't know that they're there. But some parasites are on the interior, and you don't know that they're there. So David said, my problem is my leeches ain't out here. My leeches are in here. They got in here through conversation. They got in here through, watch this, DMs. Y'all ain't talking to me. They, they, they got in here. They, they got in me. And, and I need you to deliver me from the parasites that are affecting my soul. Can y'all give me just a couple of minutes so I can preach this thing the way I want to? Leeches normally carry bacteria. Leeches are parasite. Viruses, watch me, and parasites from previous blood sources that can be retransmitted from person to person. Which means when a leech attaches itself to you, it's giving you something from somebody else. This is the reason why they keep bringing up other people when they're talking to you. Why? Because they are, y'all ain't talking to me, because they have attached themselves to something else and it keeps messing with you. Can I go further? Leeches release an anesthetic to prevent the host from feeling the leech so that you don't know they're on you until they've already started sucking life from you. Watch me. And it takes somebody else to identify it and help pull it off. I'm here tonight to help you find every leech so that you can... Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. It takes somebody else to see it for you. They secrete an anti-clotting enzyme called herodin which into the host's bloodstream. This anti-clotting messes up your blood flow and your blood won't clot 
clot, it just hemorrhages, which means, watch this, when your blood should stop, it'll keep flowing. The woman with the issue of parasites. The, lemon, the woman with the issue of leeches. Why did it last so long? It lasted so long because watch this. The Bible says she went to doctors. It never ever said that, watch this, she stopped messing with how she got it. It never ever said that she left them friends that gave it to her in the first place. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. It took 12 years for her to finally recognize the leech. When did she get healed? When she touches the hem of his garment. But what does the Lord do? The Lord sees her. What does he see on her? Watch this. You better read that Bible. The Lord sees on her. Baby, you got a leech. <laughs> you got a parasite. And it took somebody else seeing it to get it off of you because you couldn't see it for yourself. Just like there are natural leeches that suck blood, which represents life. The word is the bread of life. There are spiritual leeches that such life, suck, suck life. You ready? Spiritual leech is a noun. Person, place, and watch this. It's not the place, it's what you think about it. Some of y'all hate cities because of one person. I can't stand them because you have one bad encounter with one person. Now you need to have at least three reasons. Now you, can, you ain't got enough. A person, a place, a thing, or an idea. Watch me. You ready for this? You ready for this? You ready for this? Yeah. This leech, what's amazing about this leech is that this leech can be very small when it attaches itself to you. But it grows, watch this, because it's taking from you. There are certain folk in your life that what they don't recognize is what they call growth is because they leached it from you. What they call progress is because they distracted you so you use your time to help them do their thing. Y'all don't like this type of preacher. Let me move on. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. What's this? What's this? You ready? Uh, all right, watch this. Here's a leech. Here, uh, let me give you the technical definition. Say, Lord, show me my parasites. <laughs> you ought to give him praise for that one right there. We need some worship to just ease up this revelation real quick. Take 10 seconds. Let's go. Father, we worship you. We glorify you as this revelation is coming forward. Let it not fall on deaf ears. Say, show me my parasites. Watch. Let me get the technical definitions of leech. Here's the technical ones. And, 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 and this is where we shout. You ready? But, but watch this. Yeah. There's, well, first of all, I'll give you the technical definitions. There is no guaranteed method of preventing leech bites in leech-infested areas. Life is a leech-infested area. 
Some of you keep thinking, I just, that's why I just keep to myself. I just keep to myself. It's leeches at your house, though. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There's a lot of wisdom in that. But here's the deal. Life is a leech-infested area. But you know what they say the most reliable method is to, 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 to prevent a leech? Is to be covered. It's to cover exposed skin. I, I pray that you recognize, watch this, why we're here. It's not just to receive the word. Watch this. As your pastor, my job is to release a word that So that when a leech shows up, you'll be able to say, I got a word that covered me from that. No, 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 no. If you look like a leech, talk like a leech, slide like a leech, you must be a leech. Somebody say, I'm covered. Let me give you these technical definitions for the leech. We're going to shout off the last one. Um, anybody right now, you can recognize some leeches in your life. Now, now, here's the question. Here's the question. What, what are you going to do? Somebody say, I'm going to eat. <laughs> Come on here. Somebody listening. Come on here. Uh, it, it, there's three technical definitions for the word leech. I gave you the biblical definition, a vampire-like demon. Since it's about a vampire, you ready? Is that their goal is to turn you into them. Some people are mad that you have somebody. Watch me. I, I saw this as a pastor, and I never understood this, where when people would start serving, start coming to church and all that, and all that, people would find fault with a man they didn't know because a person was getting strength and getting the word and growing and developing. But that's only because a leech doesn't want you to outgrow them. A, launch, a leech wants you, like a vampire, to be just like them. So if you're happy and they always negative, a leech has to... If you walking out talking about shalom, a leech is like, why are you saying shalom? That's crazy. I ain't never heard of that. Why are you going to church? Why are you serving? Why are you giving? Why are you just shut your leech self up? Here's the three technical definitions. You ready? And I'm getting ready to close. Y'all got one more time. And I'm getting ready to close. Uh-uh. Mercy left. <laughs> we'll see y'all after church. At <laughs> a meeting. Uh, <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. The first definition of the word leech. Watch this. It's a blood-sucking worm. With a sucker at each end. A large stomach with pouches of large capacity. Oh God, I could really preach this next part. And they are hermaphroditic. Which means they possess both sex organs. Which means they can reproduce in themselves. Which means a leech don't need a partner. If you set one leech loose, 
it can reproduce on its own. I know. Here's the second thing. To cling to and feed upon or drain blood. Second technical definition. Here's the third one. You ready to shout, Wednesday? Here's the third definition. It means to heal. What? Hold the phone. <laughs> and that's what teachers say. Hold the phone. Shut the front door. The same thing that was meant to take my life, God can turn that thing to be the same thing, let's go, that heals my life. I need you to hear me tonight, Wednesday. God says, once you find these leeches that have been active in your life, I'm going to use them to actually heal your life, which means don't be mad, don't be bitter, don't be upset. I need you to realize I'm going to use it to heal you. Say, how, Bishop? Because what the leech does is... Once I find it, there's something called medical leeches, medicinal leeches. And these particular leeches are used to create blood flow to areas that would otherwise die. Which means, watch this, what was supposed to take you out made you pay attention to something that you weren't paying attention to before. What was supposed to make you commit suicide made you pay attention to something you weren't paying attention to before. And I just wonder if there's anybody in here tonight that knows that God has the power to turn what was meant for evil and work it for your... Somebody say, he's turning it around tonight. Say it again, say, he's turning it around tonight. What was meant to kill you is about to make you. What was meant to break you is about to make you. What was meant to knock you down is about to stand you right up. What was meant to be your end is about to be your beginning. If you believe it, I need you to release a praise right there. Go! Yeah. Somebody say, it's working for my good. Say it again. Say, it's working for my good. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. 
He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R 10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.